0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Providence Mayor Brett
1: Smiley is coming up in just a bit. But first, Governor McKee on his firing. Providence City Councilman Miguel Sanchez, who worked in his constituent affairs office. The governor, pro-Israel, says simple. Sanchez's tweets on Gaza and the U.S. involved in genocide became too much of a distraction. He was an at-will employee. He checked with his lawyers. He's out. Why did you hire him to begin with? Isn't it a little slippery slope to have other politicians working for other politicians in your office? I mean, you certainly knew what kind of a politician he was. He's a very liberal, very liberal progressive. He tweets all the time. You knew what you were getting when you got Miguel Sanchez. You're not surprised at this, are you?
2: I'm surprised that uh, that it's elevated to this to the point where the distraction was so large that we had a we had to make a decision. But no, we have multiple different. Uh, personalities uh, that are in our office, I think it's good. You know, the, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't discourage that.
1: Well, the governor on the radio with me also says things are changing with regard to funding homeless advocacy agencies. For the first time, taxpayers will get an accounting of how the money is spent. That's something I've been asking for about on my radio show and asking for on this program for
2: months. We are making them accountable right now uh, in a way that they haven't been. So they, there's 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 information that we're we're getting, okay. Uh, so that uh, we will have the reviews on that or audit on that. I'm not sure it's an audit, but it's certainly a, a, a review or a review audit. Uh, and we we'll, we are starting to take that information in in a way that. Uh, you know, is going to hold hold people accountable. Have you seen any of it
1: yet? Is there? Can you give me a preview? Are you pleased, or is, has, has this money gone into a black hole? I
2: don't know. Gordon Fox so, is the operations manager over at Crossroads. So, um, yes, we're we're starting to see information, but this is the new agreements that we have in our Secretary of Housing signed with the providers mm-hmm. going forward. Right, so that right now they have to get they're going to give us at the end of this cycle. A, a full accounting of how the money is spent, and then we'll have a better understanding of whether we're getting value for it. Or
1: okay, not. so there's actually maybe on paper, here's how I spent them. Agree,
2: the agreements that are being signed today was money is being allocated, mm-hmm. uh, has provisions in those agreements that they need to give us an accounting of how the money's spent.
1: Wow, and that's new.
2: Part of the agreements for going forward as and in place right now is to um, to make sure that we have a full accounting of the dollars we sent. So we sent a buck to them this year. Yeah. We don't we want to know how that buck was spent.
1: Well okay, I'm looking forward to seeing that review.
2: Yeah and we should have that review probably, you know, coming out of the winter, probably early you know, that late summer type of a thing, right? Because that's the most of yeah. the dollars that are going into the providers on the ho- housing homelessness issue will be spent over the next four months. Okay
1: okay asking you shall receive we await the uh, the accounting the review the audit whatever they want to call it an assessment And by the way we're sending more millions to the homeless advocacy advocacy agencies even as we call it a homeless crisis all right from the governor to the mayor prominent mayor brett smiley is my in-studio guest mayor good morning to you and it's nice to have you in again good morning gene you're a regular on my radio show once a month now let's talk tv and let's take that issue off the top there uh
0: did the governor do the right thing in letting go councilman miguel sanchez you know that's a decision between Miguel and the governor between an employee and his employer Mm -hmm. Uh, so so that's his choice but I will say that uh, when you have a political appointee an at-will employee uh, you know language matters Mm -hmm. public discourse matters and I you know thinking about my own situation if I had members of my immediate staff political appointees on the mayor's staff they sign up for my agenda my administration's agenda and uh, and so uh, I would not be supportive of an employee of mine being publicly uh, advocating for a view that's different from the administration's agenda. It's something that you know when you take these jobs. Uh, And the sort of recommendation that we make to our staff, we don't, uh, we can't constrain their speech but they're also at will employees and i encourage them to keep their social media posts to uh... football baseball uh... maybe mm-hmm. what movies they liked and to steer clear of politics so that they don't get crosswise with the policy of the administration because that's what they've decided on their own to sign up for
1: All right. well he lost his employment but he's still the providence city councilman and he voted uh, just uh, last week uh, to to uh, call for a ceasefire in gaza in fact it was a majority city council your city council passed a resolution urging the government to cease to call for a ceasefire in gaza now they're burnishing their liberal cred they may be the first city council to do that across the country your reaction to that should the providence city council be getting involved in foreign policy
0: so it's just a resolution which is the will of the council that is certainly not my position on the conflict in israel Uh, i think it's uh... maybe I can't imagine there's going to be much impact to the Providence City no, Council. No, I didn't hear
1: Netanyahu Paul us.
0: Right, Exactly. Uh, and, and it's not a resolution that I'm going to sign because it's not my view on the situation right now. I'm a, a strident supporter of Israel and their right to defend themselves from the terror attacks uh, that they've experienced. I also think that we need to stay focused as a community on seeing the safe return of still mm. over 240 hostages that are still taken and held in Gaza. and. You know what I'm most concerned with. What is actually our responsibility, as opposed to making foreign policy out of Providence City Hall, yeah. is taking care of the Jewish community here in Providence, who have seen instances of hate and intimidation and anti-Semitism, and and so I've been working uh, closely with the police department, with local rabbis, with the Jewish Alliance, mm-hmm. to make sure that our community feels safe and that they don't experience that kind of violence here at home in Providence. That's what's within our control, and that's how we can actually help support our residents to ensure uh, that what's happening in the Middle East doesn't hurt someone here in Providence. So it
1: sounds to me like you understand what the governor did with regard to Sanchez, just theoretically, if you look at it from a policy point of view. And uh, it doesn't sound like you're supportive of the resolution passed by your city council. Certainly not. No, Unqualified support for Israel?
0: unqualified support for israel at this time Uh, we have since the war began since the terrorist attacks on october seventh there's been over three thousand rockets sent since that day into israel there are still over two hundred and forty hostages being held who have not been shown to either the red cross or the red crescent uh... there may be obviously uh... Uh, diplomatic work underway that none of us are aware of mm-hmm. uh, but the general public I follow the news very closely has no knowledge about the safety or security of those hostages and so uh, Israel absolutely has the right to defend itself it should be uh, and the international community should be focused on getting those right. hostages home safely and talk of things like a ceasefire are totally premature uh, given the current situation until those folks come home safely
1: okay let's talk about domestic issues the uh, Providence issues uh, they're gonna make a movie at the armory, Yes. but after the movie company pulls out at some point, we have to fill that with something. When you were on the radio with me a couple of weeks ago, you said you've had interest in charter schools. Are they still interested in coming there?
0: They are. They're not the only ones that have expressed interest. You know, once the public dialogue uh, hit the paper that we were in contact with the governor about taking the building, people mm-hmm. started raising their hands and say, I'd like to take a look at it. I might be able to do something with that. Uh, we've heard from some housing developers, and we've heard from some charter school providers, and uh, and then we've heard from community members who, you know, have aspirations for the building. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that the state has signed up another movie contract through June is really positive. It gives us... A some additional time, yep. the building's going to be productively used until the end of June, and then uh, and we're working through with the state on to find the most viable, affordable uh, process uh, or use uh, to put that building back into good use for the city. So you have prospective tenants. So people who have expressed an interest. Charter That's School right.
2: and
1: other other entities. Uh, have you wrapped up everything with the governor? He's going to give you the money uh, you you want to get to take control
0: no we have not wrapped that up the governor is uh, and I appreciate it has told me that he's willing to give the city uh, and then he's also said very appropriately you know here's the places where I have funding and I can't do what I can't do I I can't make money out of nothing and so uh, we're working through he has some housing funds he has some school funds he has some energy efficiency and and um, uh, telecommunications money. Mm-hmm. How do we access these different buckets of money that have already been appropriated by the General Assembly to the executive branch and state government to see if we can get to a place where we have a financial package that doesn't burden the city and that actually makes a viable project move forward? So we're working through all that right now. Okay. He has
1: money to buy the Charles Gate, the old nursing home yes. in your city, turn that into a, a homeless hotel, really. It'd be more than just a shelter. A shelter is cots. Cots on a, and a big room on the floor. This would be private rooms, closed the door, privacy. Do you support that? And has he asked you for more than one building? Have uh, you had conversations on on another
0: one? So uh, I do support that. Uh, and and to be fair, I don't uh, accept the description of it being a homeless hotel. Uh, you know, the other the state's largest homeless shelter in uh, is in Providence at mm-hmm. Crossroads, and they have private rooms as well. Uh, and and we know that part of the reason that people who are living on the streets don't want to go into the shelter system is because they either feel unsafe or unwilling to be a part of a congregate setting, a big open room with cots, as you rightly point out. And so it is a best practice to be able to provide either private or semi-private housing options within a controlled, regulated, supervised site. Mm -hmm. And this former nursing home that had gone out of business was really well laid out for it. They didn't spend extra money to construct these rooms. They were already built out in that way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I did support it. It wasn't a city building. They, They transacted private transaction privately yeah. with the owner and uh there are no other plans right now for a large shelter in the city uh but the state housing department stephan Pryor the secretary is working with communities throughout Rhode Island mm-hmm. including Providence on smaller uh either temporary warming shelters for the winter right. or other uh settings to meet the growing need and you know you played it in the clip with the governor it is factually true that the uh numbers of unhoused in Rhode Island has grown mm-hmm. dramatically. And so we have to meet that need. Uh, what is important to me is that Providence doesn't and shouldn't bear the entire burden. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy to see that Secretary Pryor is working with other municipalities to make sure that other communities are also um, taking their fair share of, uh, of the obligation to provide shelter for those in need. And I'm happy to see we're finally going to get an audit at accounting
1: of where these millions have been going. That's part of a new agreement. I'll out you about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. The mayor's going to be with us one more segment.
0: Man, that sunset is
1: gorgeous.
2: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
1: I could stay here forever.
2: Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind
1: with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe, now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Thank
0: you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now.
1: Welcome back, Mayor. Pro- Brett Smiley from Providence is with me. Mayor, are you as surprised as I am to learn that for the first time the state is going to require uh, a performance report, where the millions are going when we give it to Crossroads and the other homeless agencies.
0: I've been pushing for that for a while, and it appears that we're finally going to get one from the governor. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before either, uh, but I'm glad that Secretary Pryor and, and Governor McKee are going to provide that. We are, mm-hmm. you know, as we were just talking about, providing more services than ever to people who are unhoused in our community. And so as that obligation grows to the taxpayers, they have every right to know how those funds are being spent.
1: Governor says if I give you the money, I have to have an accounting. Yeah, All right, he's right. Uh, you are asking for mon- more money. Well, you're, you're going to correct me. It's not more money out of lifespan, the hospital. You want money for the first time That's right. out of the hospital. Where do you stand with that?
0: Uh, So, uh, we are finally in productive negotiations. Uh, It took months. Uh, The first meeting was October. Uh, I asked uh, back in the spring to start negotiations. It took some while. I, I expressed frustration publicly, but I will say that we are now currently in a productive place. We have met we have started to trade proposals i'm optimistic that we will have an agreement Uh, in terms of my timeline the city's fiscal year runs from july to june Mm -hmm. and and my hope and expectation at this point based upon our first couple of meetings is that we will have uh, something to book for this fiscal year which means we'll be have an agreement in place by the end of june so it's positive then you're getting you're getting uh, toward what you want from
1: the hospitals, Lifespan in particular?
0: It is positive we're heading in the right direction. All
1: right, let's role play. So I
0: run Uh, Lifespan, uh, uh, you're the mayor. Yes. What do you say to me? I say you are an important employer and a vital institution to the state, but you are a statewide asset. And the reality is, is that not everyone who walks into the emergency room is a Providence resident, and yet, we continue to provide services to your employees, mm-hmm. to your patients, uh, and to the visitors. We plow your streets, we fix your sidewalks, we patrol the streets, we send a fire truck, uh, and and the taxpayers of Providence have to pay for that, right. for a benefit that is enjoyed statewide and in somewhat regional wise. You know, people from Southeast Mass go to Rhode Island Hospital, and so your tax exempt status. Um, doesn't preclude you from an obligation to support the services that you consume, uh, and it's unfair to city taxpayers to expect them to provide all that. And
1: I say, Mayor, we're the state's largest employer. Thousands of people come here. They make money. Many of them live in your uh, city of Providence. And you know what? Times are tough for the hospitals. We're always hemorrhaging money, right? We're always running in the red. I'll see what I could do, but don't expect
0: much. And I would say, uh, you are an important employer, but every time you add a job and that, em- that employee pays uh, income tax, those tax dollars go to the state, not to the city. Uh, and, and I understand that the financial fortunes of, this, of the hospitals have ebbed and flowed. You've had good years and bad years, mm-hmm. but your budget lifespan is bigger than my budget city of providence Mm -hmm. over a billion dollars a year and just like you figure out a way to still make payroll every week and pay doctors and executives which i don't begrudge what you pay you also need to figure out a way to pay the city of providence on an annual basis as other hospitals across the country do to their host community this is not unique All the hospitals in Boston pay the city of Boston. Uh, Yale New Haven Health System pays the city of New Haven. The hospitals in Philadelphia pay. The hospitals in Cleveland pay. All of these peer cities. uh, And so we can figure out a way to make this happen.
1: Well, Brett, you know, I'm the new president, and I am from Boston, so you're right about that. But I'm going to get back to you with a few things that I
0: need. There's a couple of things we need. Have they asked you for anything? Um, They have, uh, not in the course of the negotiations, but because I'm not a my way or the highway kind of guy. I'm I'm not um, uh, punitive in that way. I try to be constructive and collaborative. We have met separate from negotiations with the police department, uh, with other city service providers to Mm -hmm. make sure that they have a place that employees want to work and employees feel safe. Uh, and and we're going to continue to provide those services, and they're, they're an important institution. It's not all a, a negative or contentious regula- uh, relationship. They are an important mm-hmm. institution, but this is a piece of the puzzle.
1: By the way, how accurate was that little scenario? Is what's that what it's like?
0: Uh, I find with the the, the little sc- that
1: we worked out over here, is that uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think
0: probably you and me, Gene, could get it done a little faster, but, uh, well, but um, we're limited on time, <laughs> right? <yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> 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 no, it's been fine. Getting to the starting line was was more difficult than I had hoped it would be, but now that we're actually in the process we're making progress okay let's talk about the same thing this is pilot money payment
1: in lieu of taxes Nonprofits don't pay taxes as we know it to be but they give you money on the side over time you got money out of the colleges how was how were the negotiations with brown oh and by the way brown is partnering up with lifespan did you hear about this i did they're going to yeah. be bigger players so tell me what you know about that and then tell me a little bit about what you're getting out of brown and
0: RISD and the others sir sure, so we We did uh, almost nine months of negotiations with the four private colleges in in Providence. So that's Providence College, Johnson & Wales, RISD, and Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, And struck uh, what ended up being two agreements. One agreement between the four colleges and then a separate second agreement with just Brown that goes on top of it. Mm -hmm. And between the two, it's $223 million over the next uh, 20 years. It is the most generous agreement in the country from the city's perspective, mm-hmm. between colleges and their host community. We've actually, since we signed that uh, agreement, we've gotten phone calls from other cities around the country saying, hey, can you show me your agreement? Oh, okay. uh, Interesting. And so, uh, particularly proud of that. I think we've yeah. set a new bar nationwide. Um, and Brown stepped up in a big way. We would not have concluded those negotiations. I would not have been satisfied if Brown hadn't stepped forward with that secondary agreement that we mm-hmm. called the MOA where they added more money to the kitty uh, because what the four colleges together uh, came up with was simply not enough. Uh, I don't know a ton about the new affiliation between Brown and Lifespan. Uh, I think we all in Rhode Island care and and should care about a vibrant, healthy uh, healthcare system. Mm -hmm. And I think the Brown brand is great uh... i think it will help the reputation uh... just like in new haven it's yale new haven yeah. health right uh, i think brown Healthcare, or whatever it ends up being called is a positive brand identification to instill a greater sense of quality that people will choose to go to lifespan mm-hmm. uh... and the particularly in recent years the amount of research dollars that brown has helped lifespan right. secure is good for our economy. It's good for healthcare. care. It's good for our economy. They're bringing in millions of dollars of federal grants that are paying researchers and helping advancing medicine and improve care here in Rhode Island for Rhode Islanders.
1: All right. We're down to about two minutes, so let's uh, let's do a little lightning round. Mm. Uh, now that Brown is getting more involved with the hospital, by the way, they need a hospital to train their doctors at, right. their, at their medical school. Is that something that you might want to say, well, let me go back and and ask for a little more because Brown was easier to work work with than than lifespan. Does that in any way impact your negotiations? No. no. Okay and you are giving Brown in exchange for this money in the pilot program. They're taking D to some
0: streets. Uh, How is that going to work? Not exactly. They have, uh, there are four blocks that they would like. And I have promised my support for that process, but there is an independent process for that. I can't just convey those blocks; they have to go through a street abandonment process right. um, through various city boards and the city council.
1: It is. It is not unusual for a city does abandon streets. A little
0: alleyway up on, on Federal Hill, that a
1: restaurateur bought. It yeah. was abandoned. He bought. He's going to own that street, that little alleyway. Uh, where Where is this? What do they want? When, uh, is it close to traffic, pedestrian mall,
0: what? The first streets, the first blocks that I think you'll see them apply for are two blocks behind their medical school and in front of their new life sciences mm-hmm. building, uh, and their plan is to make it uh, not close to the public, but a pedestrian uh, only walkway to kind of complete the campus down there.
1: Okay. Uh, We've discussed schools on the radio at length, the, uh, the test scores, things like that. Uh, the Superman building is moving forward. At some point, the buses will come out of Kennedy Plaza. Mayor, we'll have you in again.
0: Great. Thank you, Gene.
1: Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Mayor Brett Smiley.